0: I'm Nick Hennigan, this is Resonance 104.4 FM, flipping marvellous, at the London Book Fair uh, and of course online around the world at londonliterarypubcrawl.com's website Uh, and I've now managed to, I'm I'm lurking, I'm I'm almost overcome with bookishness and the passion of people that I've spoken to so far and some of the smaller stories have been very interesting and I've managed to just grab Tom, Tom Holman, who is head of communications for the Independent Publishers Guild how are you mate? I'm you good, good
1: thanks, yeah. Good fair so hanging, far? Hanging in there after two days of the book fair but having a great time.
0: it yep. must be tiring. Just tell us about the Independent Publishers Guild.
1: So we're, we're an association of independent publishers in the UK. We've got about 600 members working in all areas of publishing, so trade publishing, children's books, education books, academic books, specialist books, um, all shapes and sizes as well, so small one-man bands publishing in their front. Room up to big multinational publishers so it's a very broad church of publishing we've got here. What a
0: great idea and how long has it been going for and where did the idea come from?
1: So we've been going for about 50 years and I think the idea was that people in independent publishing need a bit of support so you know publishing can be a bit of a lonely business sometimes so to share advice and expertise with other people is really valuable so, so it was set up as a kind of networking association and it's grown and grown over the years so Initially, we had maybe a dozen members and that's steadily grown over the years to about 600 or so now. And that kind of shows, I think, the strength of independent publishing.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, we're talking lots about, or I have anyway, about the kind of the rise in the ebook uh, and how, in a sense, the kind of the printed version is coming back again and the market yeah. seems to be settling down. I mean, do,
1: do you sort of cater for that side of things? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I wouldn't say that sort of e-books have had their day because they're still selling very well but I think there is definitely is a kind of resurgence of prints and that kind of realization that uh, to have the physical print and bounds copying in in your hands is something very special so I think there has been a resurgence really Um, and also audio actually you you know when people talk about ebooks and digital and so on we've found at this fair that audio is a really big deal now with downloads and streaming and so on it's a really big part of the market now for a lot of a lot of publishers.
0: I've sold an audio book, I just thought I'd tell you that. You, you, oh, okay, great. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. about running a theatre company. Um, the, so Part of the I, trend, sorry? Part of the trend. Absolutely, yes, You've had to, I've only one, only one copy of mine, but you anyway, <laughs> know, it, it, uh, it beat the e-book by, well, one. Actually, okay, so oh, very right. good, 100%. So if anyone, if anyone, what sort of, so you say from sort of small one-man bands, yeah. what sort
1: of publishers are they? Well, they're people, I, People who, I guess, have turned their hobbies into publishing, I suppose, in many cases. So people with a, I don't know, a particular interest, I'm just looking around me here on the stand, but a particular interest in French literature, we've got people, people specialising in that, or um, a particular area of children's books, or um, books about cars, or travel, or, you, you know, very specialist niches, people, but people with a real passion for those niches they've turned it into a into a career by publishing books about it. And it's um, you really sort of see the enthusiasm and the passion of publishers like that. And that really comes through in the books they publish.
0: And if someone was listening to this now, which I'm sure there is (laughs) in that boat, what what should they do? What would the steps be and how might they join the independent publishers guild, for instance?
1: Very good question. It's it's hard, you know, becoming a publisher is hard work. Writing a book is hard enough work, but to, to then design it and uh, proofread it and print it and distribute it and publicize it it's hard work you know and um, it's not for the faint-hearted but we always tell aspiring publishers to go for it and um, there's help along the way so we at the Independent Publishers Guild can provide a lot of support and resources and and tips to take that next step and get books out into, into bookshops and also to, to help them sell it by talking to your Waterstones, your Amazons, your independent bookshops and so on. Um, at, at, and to get the kind of exposure that you need to sell books. So we always tell people to, Books is, Books and Publishing is a great business. Uh, it's great fun to be in. You get to come to fantastic places like the London Book Fair. Um, so we tell all aspiring publishers to go for it.
0: Brilliant. And, and where should we go if we want to know any more information?
1: www.ipg.uk.com You'll find lots of resources there and uh, lots of information about joining us if you'd like. And if you're at the London Book Fair, you can come and see us. Brilliant, and the address again? <laughs> IPG, www.ipg.uk.com.
0: Brilliant, thank you, Tom, that's very good. Um, I, know, I, know, I know a theatre company that's been producing some scripts. They'll be, be in touch soon. Excellent, What's the social side like here?
1: Very good, so oh. so around, you might be able to hear the, uh, the chink of beer bottles in the background, but we're about to have our big annual stand party it's a thirsty business going to book fairs and you need uh you need a beer at the end of the day so that's what we're another advantage of belonging to the ipg
0: (laughs) i might hang around for a bit (laughs) come come and join us yeah thanks tom that's brilliant pleasure pleasure bless tom he's actually going to get me a beer I like independent publishers. And as I was shuffling my way to the bar, which happens, I bumped into Laura. I know it's Laura because it says so on her name badge. And Laura is head of Zeus.
2: I'm actually not. Hello. Sorry, I was just getting very (laughs) Grecian then. Yes, hello. Hi, so I'm Laura. I'm not actually the head of the head of Zeus. I just work at head of Zeus. I'm their fiction publisher.
0: Right, it actually says publishing director, I should have read more carefully. Mm -hmm. So tell us a bit about Zeus and Hosfiction. Fiction.
2: So Hosfiction Fiction is the commercial fiction arm of Head of Zeus. Head of Zeus was set up uh, six years ago in 2012 uh, with a mission to eventually have world domination, dominate the publishing landscape of course, and we now publish a mix of commercial fiction, literary fiction, non-fiction and children's books. But I'm in charge of the commercial fiction.
0: And so what does that
2: involve? Uh, Well, for me, that involves meeting lots and lots of literary agents, working out what they have to sell me, working out whether it fits with our publishing program, and then figuring out whether there's a readership for it. And if there is, I'll acquire the book, edit it, and hopefully publish, market, and edit it successfully.
0: Wow, that's all.
2: But That's all. It's an
0: easy job, but someone's got to do it. And how's the business generally? So if you started in 2012, that's relatively recently. Are you involved with the uh, Independent Publishers Guild? Uh,
2: Yes, we are. We're an independent publisher so our stand is in this zone that I'm standing in now. Um, We actually won the Independent Publisher of the Year Award last year, 2017. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thanks. Um, So that was a big moment. So in 2012 we were four staff members in a little garret somewhere off Shaftesbury Avenue and today we are 40 staff members publishing in a lovely open plan office in Angel.
0: Oh, fantastic. Oh, well done. That <laughs> please a lot of people. So it's fair to say that from your point of view, things are going quite well.
2: Well, I think they're going quite well. I'm having a lovely time because <laughs> I get to read uh, lots of books in areas that I love, which is crime and thrillers, women's fiction, romance, that kind of thing. Um, and I get to work with lots of people who like books and I get to talk about books all day. So what could be better?
0: Excuse me a second. Tom, thank you. Cheers. I've just you just passed me a beer.
2: <laughs> I feel I feel
0: loved now. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, what's your background? Is it? Were you? Uh, did you write or? Uh,
2: no, no. I've always been. Well, I haven't always been an editor, but I've always been in publishing. I started my career in uh, two thousand and seven at Quercus where I started as their receptionist, and then I worked my way gradually into the editorial team, and from there worked my way up to become an editor, and then a few years ago started head of Zeus, uh, and. Essentially, I guess I gave myself the title Publishing Director, but <laughs> I wasn't really directing anyone else. There was only four of us, so <laughs> the, the title stuck.
0: And what would you say, and I'm sure you're asked this a lot, what would you say to someone who's, I'm moving out of the world I've still got my backpack on and a big front, anyway. Uh, what would you say to anyone that's thinking of starting in publishing? What advice would you give to anyone listening to this who thinks, Oh, God, I'd love to have a go at that myself.
2: Well, if you want to get going in publishing, I'd say the first thing to do is to... Do some research online about the various publishers out there. Lots of them offer internships. Lots of them don't nece- don't maybe advertise that they offer internships, but if you ring them up and get hold of somebody on the phone, they'd probably get you in to do work experience. That's the okay. best way still of getting into publishing, is getting that experience, even if you're not paid terribly well to do it. In some cases, not paid at all. Um, read a lot and know what kind of books you're reading. So it's not just a question of, loving all literature you need to know are you somebody who likes crime are you somebody who likes literary fiction are you somebody who likes non-fiction and try and learn more about that particular area of of books and think about the audiences and what they want
0: thank you that's very good and you're a London girl now are you based in London
2: I am. I'm based in Dalston in East London, uh, which is good because my company's in Angels, so it's a very nice and short commute. And
0: is this your first book fair? No, obviously not.
2: No, not my first book fair. One last year. (laughs) Probably mine. 8th or ninth, I suppose. I'm not quite sure.
0: And how does it rate? What, what's, what does the London Book Fair make? Oh, well done. Well, hello, you're, uh, you're Melanie. Uh,
3: hi, yes. Also from Zeus. Also from Head of Zeus, Yeah. And
0: you've just got two glasses of wine.
3: Yeah, two glasses of wine. <laughs> oh, well
0: done. My, where was I? Uh, oh, yes, how's the how's the London Book Fair? For you generally, personally?
2: Well I always love the London Book Fair because I get to catch up with lots of people from Europe and from the US who I probably only see twice a year at London Book Fair and Frankfurt Book Fair. So for me it's a nice way of catching up with uh, I suppose people who do my job in foreign publishers, um, chance to gossip, talk about books, maybe sell each other some books, that's always nice. Um, but I guess primarily it's about the networking For me, I haven't bought a book at a fair uh, for a very long time, if ever.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I also quite like It's my first time here. There is a, and we've talked to some fairly, people of all sort of levels of publishing. And the one thing that struck me just this afternoon is how actually sort of passionate everyone is about books.
2: Well, that's one of the really, really (laughs) nice things about the industry. (laughs) Yes, is that we're all bookworms. So we're all secret geeks. So we've all got something in common. And it generally makes for quite a jolly time, I would say
0: brilliant. Thank you very much, Laura. Enjoy the wine and thank you for allowing me to jump on you as it was. Not at all, <laughs> thank you. Oh, that was nice. So that was my independent beer. And having had my independent beer, I've come around the corner and there's a lovely stand here the University of Wales Press. Now, of course if you're a regular listener, you'll know my uh, sort of obsession, well not obsession actually, but work with Dylan Thomas in the past and there's some fantastic books here, and I've just buttonholed Lisa. Lisa who is, well just tell us who you are.
3: Hi, I'm Lisa Shakespeare. I'm great
0: name. Sorry. You're
3: so kind. There are there are no direct descendants. Anybody who says they are, I'm afraid they're fibbing. Um, so yeah, I'm Lisa Shakespeare. I'm a freelance publicist, and actually, I work with a lot of publishers in Wales. So I just sort of made sure that you know, I come and see my friends at uh, Wales University Press. I looked after their biography of Roderie Morgan that was published last autumn. Uh, he was the first First Minister of Wales who sadly died last May. Um, and I know the book has done enormously well for Wales University Press. Um, but I've also recently been working on a book for Hono, and having some chats with the Welsh Books Council. So yeah, I'm having a really good fair.
0: And of course, I was at the. Uh, it was Wales in Britain, which was a launch at Price Cooper a few months ago. And that was. Oh, thank you. There's more more lines arrived. Thank you. That you're. Uh... Thank you very much. We can't. Cheers. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I mean, and I realise you're sort of on the, the publicity side rather than with 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 the actual with the university but um, are they generally kind of do they tend to be fairly dry books coming out of universities because these look really quite you know, fascinating journey of Celtic linguistics and stuff
3: You'd be surprised I mean generally I'm called in to help with university presses because I also work with our people next door who are at Edinburgh University Press Yes, I saw that. and yeah. generally when they have a book that perhaps might have more of a trade outing then I'm called to sort of come in and help them uh, help them get more sort of uh, general features in newspapers and radio and TV and that sort of thing. Um, I'm working on a book called British Muslims for Edinburgh University Press at the moment which is really really interesting. It sort of argues in favor of religious literacy, which I think we all agree on. We all need to know more about each other's religions and it 's also sort of uh, it 's not published I have to say till later on but i 'm quite excited when we 're looking at the proofs um, it also argues that actually uh, women in Muslim society their their activism is key to social change so i won 't say too much more because we have various sort of uh, very well-known Muslim women. One of them is writing forward and one of them is doing an event with us but till we actually get that pinned down in stone, mum's the word. But if you look at their website you'll be able to see any more details in a few more months. And that's
0: the Edinburgh University website?
3: I love Edinburgh University Press, they're really great. I really do think um, that the university presses, um, you know, they're small teams, there's no slack. But you know, everybody talks about startups, but these guys, they're very nippy on their feet. They can give any kind of startup a run for their money. Um, And they have really high editorial standards. Um, So I love working with them. I love working on, you know, books that are really good quality with fascinating authors. And you know, on days like that, I think, hey, and I get paid for this.
0: (laughs) So yeah, and it's interesting because you, the the pr sometimes doesn't have the best image in the world but publishing pr seems slightly different because the ones that i've bumped into have always had that passion for books before anything else which is something that i've found a lot here
3: yeah i mean i think why not do something you enjoy um i would love to be sort of serene and elegant but i'm afraid i'm engaged and enthusiastic but i guess that's no bad thing for a publicist if you're ringing up journalists
0: Absolutely, quite right. Oh, I've had a lot of experience of that. And so, where are you based in London now? Or do you, so do you sort of get around, you get to Wales, you get to Scotland? I've got two plays in the Edinburgh Festival next year. This year, I should
3: say. Wow, I've got some authors going to the Edinburgh Festival. I'll look you up.
0: Oh, do, yes, because we're going to do a, a programme from the book fair up there.
3: Wow, uh. that would be great. I have to say Edinburgh Book Fair is one of my favourite book fairs. I really like the team. I think Nick Barley does a tremendous job. They have a TikTok press office, and the authors really enjoy going. They get to see Edinburgh. You know, you get to do some sort of bookish stuff. You always sort of bump into some sort of unexpected people that you meet. I usually bump into sort of Ian Rankin, who I know from working at Orion. It's a, it's a really nice sociable thing. So yeah, if anybody's thinking about going to the Edinburgh Festival, do. It's really well worth it.
0: I also quite like the fact as well that there are all those festivals happening at the ta- at the same time. Yeah. Apart from the film festival, I think they moved. But you've got, so there's the book festival, there's the international festival, and then of course the Fringe Festival, which is where my plays are happening. <laughs> and would you
3: be around there? for will you go up to Edinburgh for the festival? I'm certainly hoping to. Um I live and work in North London. So I'm freelance. I've sort of got a home office. It's rather fun most of the time. I can sort of slob around in a pair of harem pants and a linen top, but obviously today I've got my posh frock on.
0: And what would you say to anyone who's thinking of getting into PR? What do you kind of need? Do you need to be a journalist first?
3: No, I think you need to be good at rapidly assimilating concepts. Uh, You sort of end up with sort of uh, conversational knowledge of a huge number of subjects. I think you do need to have absolute attention to detail um, and enjoy working with people. Um, And I'm afraid there's always photocopying and stuffing envelopes as well. It's not all talking to uh, night radio interviewers at book fairs, I'm afraid. So you got to be prepared to get your hands dirty, uh, ring people who perhaps don't want to talk to you in the beginning, but you know, then they become your contacts, etc. I think it's, you know, it's fun and you know, it's engaging, um, yeah, I, it's, it's fun but obviously with a serious intent.
0: Yeah, I mean obviously you enjoy it as a freelance, have you always been freelance or did you used to work for a company?
3: No, I used to work for Weidenfeld & Nicholson, which is part of Orion. And I worked there for about 14 years and then I was sort of made redundant. And then, you know, when I was made redundant, I had, you know, some calls offering me work, which is great, and then I went freelance. And actually, this is my fifth year being freelance at the book fair, and uh, it's great. I mean, today I've pretty much been sort of book solid uh, all day, so yeah, I think it's gonna be a good year.
0: Good for you, and I think I've just disturbed you, whoever that lovely lady was, but she bought me wine. So all is not lost.
3: And Larry is lovely. She's really lovely woman. I love working with her.
0: She's disappeared now, or else I'd have had a chat. Oh, well, thank you so much, Lisa. All
3: right.
0: You don't know Nobby Shakespeare, He lives in Croydon, do you? No. Uh, no, thank you very much, Lisa, for the, for the chat, and, and for, for the wine. And have a nice rest of the festival, as they say. This is literally London on 104.4 FM. I was just on my way out. When I went back to the Irish stand, you heard you've heard us talking who's about the, the Irish stand earlier. Hello, sir. Who's the new uh, G- uh, George Bernard Shaw? I'm here. It's me. This is him. No, I'm not. Really. <laughs> and I was just chatting, and in fact, I was my eye was drawn. Call me old-fashioned. My old eye was drawn as I went past because it's sort of the end of the day, and it's a hard job doing a an fair. And as I was passing the Irish stand, and I saw some small, little, um, little glasses of amber liquid. And we think it might be Jamison's. And then I got chatting to a to a chap called Jeff. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Doing? How are you? How are you Who also suggested I should try one of these. Really, it's good for the heart, isn't it? Yeah, I
4: did. It's good for the heart.
0: So, Jeff, you're, I just seen your badge as well. So you're Vice President of Client Services, Baker and Taylor, which sounds fantastic. You like the Guinness. You're here at the Irish stand. There's a there's a there's a. Uh, just tell us what uh, what what are you what are you doing here officially?
4: What am, what am I doing here? <laughs> well, I we are a distribution company, so we're looking for. Uh, publishers that would like to distribute their books in the United States, North America, and worldwide through Baker and Taylor. And uh, I think we spoke. To, have you got a stand? You've got to stand up here somewhere, have got we? We'll stand, stand like. downstairs.
0: Brilliant. No, I hadn't spoke to you earlier.
4: Uh, also, because we. Uh, so how have you found the fair? Fair is fantastic. I've been in the business twenty-seven years. The first time I've come to the London Book Fair. Uh, hands Me down. Me too, i have to say. <laughs> hands down, the best, uh, the best overall book fair I've ever been to
0: oh brilliant that's kind of nice to know yeah um do other book fairs have <coughs> jameson's or,
4: or uh they don't And know uh, cheers cheers, <laughs> cheers. <laughs> i have never been to a uh, book fair with jameson he was
0: super or a or a shotter
4: uh, it's
0: up to you <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't know maybe we you're should. a mailman yeah i suppose i am i All am right. from mayo yes because we were just chatting about alpha and cheers. it's your wife your your cheers oh. bloody hell
4: Yes, my wife's family, my wife's and mother's oh, side. Sorry about that. I'll oh, just, oh, sorry. Yes, they're
0: from, yeah, they're from Mayo. Yeah. <coughs> that is whiskey, isn't it? It is,
4: but it's smooth sometimes. <laughs> and how long How long are you here for? For the, 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 the duration? Flight? I'll be, I arrive Saturday and I leave uh, Friday. Have you been to London much before? I have many times, yeah. I'm a big football fan as well, so soccer. What's your team? Uh oh, I no, you can say football, definitely. Liverpool. Liverpool, <laughs> bit of good news this week. They had a very good, very good, uh, very good week, indeed. <laughs> what about American football? Have you got any, cause I support the, the Chicago Eagles. Bears. Ah, Chicago Bears. Yeah, it's rough these days, but, you know. And is that where you're from now? Chicago. Yeah. The Windy City? The Windy City. And you know why it was named the Windy City? Not because of the wind. It's because of the politicians. <laughs> really? It's
0: That's the truth. <laughs> Full of wind. <laughs> Hot air and stuff. Right. I also know you're exactly. on the Guinness as well, so obviously a man after my own heart. Yes, indeed. And so has it been
4: a good fair? I mean, has, it been, has great, it been useful? It's been a great fair. I've discovered um, uh, some publishers and some content and books that um, we would be very interested in working with, bringing this content to the an American audience through bookstores and libraries and schools. Um, it's yes, it's been an, it's been an excellent fair.
0: And so talking to the non-trade people, if so you're here, so people will publish their books, in say, in, in the UK, mm-hmm. uh, but they won't necessarily publish them in, in America, for instance, because there's different territories, isn't there, around the world? Correct.
4: Yeah, it's all divided around the world. And uh, some publishers already have distribution in the U.S. They print their books here, they ship books to the U.S. distributor, their warehouse, they're sold. And that's kind of our, our business. What we do is we represent them in North America
0: brilliant well thanks jeff sorry to interrupt to say sort of end of the show really isn't it pleasure nick <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice to, to meet you. a man from Mayo. mail oh, i might have to have another one before i go no no that would be wrong thanks jeff now i was just you know finding it difficult to move away from a jamison's on the island books and writers stand and i've bumped into well i've kind of pigeonholed again helena king now senior editor it says on your badge of the royal irish academy so First of all, hello. Hello, very <laughs> pleased to meet you. I've only had one of those jammies, uh, by the way. Um, and what, what, so tell us what's the, what's the Royal Irish Academy?
5: Okay, I guess the best way to explain it is that it's uh, an organisation for academics in Ireland. So um, uh, we have an elected membership. So it's the highest honour for an academic in Ireland to be elected a member of the academy. We also have honorary members who are not based in Ireland, but they may be Irish-born. Uh, so that's what the Academy is, but we also have a small publishing office, which is where I come in. And so we publish uh, scholarly material mostly, uh, but we also have um, a, a, a series of books called from our Prism Imprint, which are to try and get scholarly material more accessible to the general public. So we have very uh, academic things like uh, archaeology monographs or strong history monographs, but we also did a publication quite recently on Ireland the history of Ireland in 100 objects. So, wow, that so that we, Yes, so it was uh, heavily illustrated, and we did that in partnership with the National Museum of Ireland and the Irish Times and, and ourselves. Uh, so uh, we've a series of biographies, again, which are part of the Prism imprint. So we started with Irish uh, teaching or prime ministers. So the first one was De Valera, and we did La Mass. Uh, but then more recently, we've done one on George Bernard Shaw, and Fintan O'Toole wrote that. So that's, again, it's illustrated with uh, documents, original documents and photographs from the person's life. So the reader can judge the person themselves. So we're not judging anybody because history. We just pre- present the information, and then the reader judges.
0: How fantastic! So the, it's like the, the Royal Academy here. This is, it, it in is London. Similar. I mean, it's, I knew nothing about that similar until Similar To the
5: British Academy, indeed. Yeah, yes. British so, Academy.
0: Thank yes. you for correcting me. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I had no <laughs> idea. I did a hour show from there as well. So well. I'm a bit more wise than I was. And so, and what's your background? So asking. The,
5: my background is uh, my pri- primary degree was in communication studies. So I did a bit of everything, even a little bit of radio production, but I moved away from that. Uh, So I was more into the uh, linguistics side of things. So that was what my thesis was on. And then I did a master's degree in theoretical linguistics. Uh, So I'm I'm a bit of a word nerd. So it's just, just as well I ended up in editing, uh, so I actually do, still edit and then I do some programme uh, project management as well.
0: So your job at the Academy is to, is to take these books and then like to turn them into a form that you like or...? Yes, yeah, so,
5: yeah, so we, we commission some books and then we also uh, publish uh, material from our projects. We have some research projects in the Academy as well. We have got a, a historic towns atlas project, we have a dictionary of Irish biography project, we have a project on documents on Irish foreign policy. Uh, And we publish from all of those. And then, as I say, we also have the judging series history. We have archaeology monographs. We do policy documents and so on. So I get a a manuscript once it's been peer-reviewed and we've decided that it'll be published. It'll come to me or my my colleague, the other editor, and I go through it and fix the grammar and so on and so forth. And then we typeset it. We have our own house style and our design. We have a wonderful designer called Fidelma Slattery who produces our wonderful books that you can see on the shelf over there
0: oh yes of course and we're in stereo second,
5: shel- second shelf down but, oh, yeah, but you know, it, lovely, it looks it? really good on radio
0: we're in stereo we can be heard but uh, yeah they're the kind of the cartoonish but um,
5: exactly yeah, yeah yeah. so that's Shaw and uh, uh, the dual biography is John Redmond and Edward Carson
0: well, we're going to have a look at that yes
5: Uh, So that's illustrated again and has documents in it. So I edit and I fix and I go back to the author and say, did you mean this or did you mean that? Or this is what we do in our style. Then we typeset it, our designer lays it out and we print them and hopefully people will buy them.
0: What a great job and what a great book as well. Are you based in London or are you based in... No, we're based in in, in in Dublin. In Dublin, yes. Yes.
5: So we're called Royal Irish Academy because we were set up by a royal charter of George III back in 1785. And if people kind of say, oh, you got your independence a while ago, why is it still the Royal Irish Academy? So basically it would take acts of parliament in two countries to get rid of the royal. So, you know. Yeah. It's well, a a lot US of bother rather. to to be doing that. Yeah, well, and it's
0: kind of. I mean, oh, let's not talk about Europe. That's another issue. <laughs> but uh, so, another what a great day. job! And how have you found the book fair? Have you it's been cool. here before?
5: Uh, I was here two years ago. Um, my colleagues were here last year, and, and I'm here again this year. Yeah, so it's really good. So we get to meet some of our uh, our printers and suppliers and so on. And. And uh, then we get to meet other. Uh, so this stand is the Ireland stand. So there's us and then we have other Irish publishers here as well. So we, we kind of hang out on the stand together. So yeah, I had a
0: chat with them earlier. They were yes. Nice. So
5: it's, it's, it's nice that, you know, it's very collegial in that way. So it's 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 lovely to do that
0: yeah, and to come here. Having said that, there was no Jamisons when <laughs> I came here. You were here earlier <laughs> in the day. It's it's, you know, it's, I was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, look. Thank you so much for me allowing no, me to no, grab you, and I hope you have a nice time. How long are you here for? So uh, the, the,
5: we uh, arrived this morning, and we're here till tomorrow afternoon.
0: Right, and yes. then back back to back what? to Dublin then. Brilliant. Oh, well, have a lovely time. Thank you very and much. Thanks again. I might just have to shuffle back to this chair. Tra- oh, the Jamesons have all gone. No, no. Oh no, there's one left, isn't <laughs> oh, <dear>. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Thank you. Oh, it's the festival that just keeps giving. I'm in a coffee shop now, outside uh, outside the event. But um, there are some fantastic characters there. Thank you for listening. I'm back next time with more from the London Book Fair. I also went to a launch of a, a, a magazine called Journal. Journal Bloomsbury, which is almost like Journal Vitrovia and uh, almost like Journal Soho. They're all kind of journals. Anyway, find out more about that next time. And don't forget, if you'd like to get in touch, you can email me radio at mavericktheatre.co.uk radio at mavericktheatre.co.uk And uh, I'll see you next time. Have a great week. I'm Nick Henningham. This is Literary London on Residence 104.4 FM.